0: You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast for Friday, May 28th, 2021. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. And today our episode is brought to you by the Peacock and Williamson podcast. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson hosts Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team and move around the league. Get your picks, previews and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On podcast network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you are subscribing to Peacock and Williamson, you can also subscribe to this podcast, Locked on Jets, where podcasts are found. And if you do that, we'll deliver new episodes to your device as they are posted. Also give this show a five star review if you like it. That helps us out quite a bit. A programming note, I mentioned this earlier in the week, but this is the final week we will be doing daily episodes of the Locked on Jets podcast until the beginning of training camp. This is the time every year where I take a little bit of a break. We move into a summer schedule. We do a couple of shows a week. So I want to make that clear. It's not like I'm totally disappearing on you until the beginning of training camp, but we're going to scale things back a little bit. We'll do maybe a couple of shows a week instead of daily episodes. Every every year around this time, people email me and they're upset because Show is not going to be a daily podcast anymore for at least a couple of weeks. And I have to say, I'm very flattered when people send me those emails, even though they're a little bit upset, because it shows that you really enjoy the show. And I have to say, I love doing the show. I love talking jets. I love the interactions with all of you. But it is a big commitment. And I need a couple of weeks every year just to kind of rest, recharge, and. Take a look at the podcast, have some time to think about where the podcast is heading, ways we can improve the show heading into the the next season. And as I look forward to the year 2021, I see a few areas where I think the show could get a little bit better. And I'm going to spend the next few weeks looking at those, maybe implementing them. And again, we're going to have episodes of the Locked On Jets podcast. It's not like we're gone until July. You know, and and I want to enjoy the summer a little bit. I'm I have a few trips on the schedule. I'm heading out to San Diego to see my nephews. It's my big post vaccination trip. I am fully vaccinated now, and you know, for whatever it's worth, I know people don't tune into a football podcast for advice on life. But if you're a little bit nervous about the vaccine, please go and get it. I got mine. It's going to help you return to normal life. It's really an amazing thing. So, if you're, I know that I've had a few people in my life, some friends and family who've been a little bit hesitant to go get the vaccine. And if you're one of those people, for whatever it's worth, and you know, I don't know who's listening to my opinion, but for whatever it's worth, I strongly encourage you, I hope you'll go get it because it'll help us turn the page on this awful pandemic and give us a chance to get back to doing the things we all love. Now, I kind of view today's Episode, the final show before we go into the summer schedule as the season finale of the show. And maybe that's right, maybe that's wrong. But I view the calendar of the Locked On Jets podcast as the season premiere is kind of like the beginning of training camp as we begin a new season. And the season finale is when we go into the summer schedule, and it doesn't really add up completely because... We've already kind of begun the 2021 NFL calendar. The Jets have a new team now. Their team is very different from the one that appeared in training camp, but this is the time of year that makes me a little bit reflective on where things currently stand with the team and how we got there. And on today's show, what I want to do is offer some reflections on the year that was for the New York Jets. And the best way I could sum it up is I think back to some shows we did last summer. We did a couple of weeks of AFC East crossovers with my colleagues Joe Marino of Locked On Bills, Mike Debate of Locked On Patriots, Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins. And on the weeks we did those, we did episodes that focused on each individual each individual team. And we got the perspectives of what rival fans think of each team. And when we got to the Jets episode, it seemed unanimous that The long-term prognosis of the New York Jets franchise was very good. There was a lot to be optimistic about with Joe Douglas coming in, changing the way the Jets operate, with the Jets having a lot of cap space this offseason, with the Jets having a lot of draft capital. There was a lot to be optimistic about long-term. But short-term, 2020 was going to be a difficult year to get us to that point. We were going to have to endure some difficulty. And that's kind of the way it played out. And that's the reason I think it's kind of stuck in my mind. And you could tell there were some ominous signs even before the year began. You know, you had the whole Jamal Adams drama unfold in the spring and summer of last year. You know, you had some other troubling reports of of things that were happening with the team. It just kind of felt like heading into training camp. I just had a bad feeling about this year, where things were heading. And, of course, we had a roster that wasn't very good. And we had a coach who... I mean, to be honest, was as bad of a coach as you could possibly have in Adam Gaze. It just felt like things were not moving in the right direction. And, you know, there was a key moment, and it was when the Jets traded Jamal Adams. And, you know, you look at what the Jets got back. I think the Jets got a really good package. I remember saying the weekend after Jamal Adams was traded that that package the Jets got from Seattle was so enticing that even in a scenario where... The Jets and Jamal Adams were on great terms. If Seattle comes to you with that package, you may have to take it. But again, that was another instance where short term and long term did not match up because long term, the Jets needed draft picks. Jets need, I mean, to turn this thing around from where the Jets were, they needed picks. And Adams was really the only player who could provide them with those picks. But short term, you took the best player on the team away. And you did not add add anything that could help them in 2020. And you know, to the credit of Joe Douglas, we'll see how Joe Douglas turns out. But one thing I will say for Joe Douglas is that he was not fooled at all by what happened in 2019, the second half of the year. You know, the Jets won seven games in 2019, but it was a team that started the year one and seven. It was a team that finished the year strong, but against a weak schedule. And there are many instances where you've seen teams buy into the mirage of a strong finish against a bad schedule late, Joe Douglas did not buy into that. And the trade that he pulled off with Jamal Adams kind of showed you he did not buy into it because that was clearly a trade that was like 100% long term thinking. If you were a team that had any sort of ideas on contending that year, you're not going to make you're not going to trade your best player before the start of the season for draft picks after the draft's already taken place. So you saw heading into the year that you know, things were going to be rough. And the Jets, at least if nothing else, by trading Adams when they did took a distraction off the table, because as bad as 2020 was, it would have been even worse if Jamal Adams, you know, was pouting all year, was complaining all year, was trying to run his way out of town, he probably wouldn't have played as well, you know, he probably would have hurt his own value. So the Jets made a good trade, but it clearly came at a short term expense, because you know, you look at that Finished the 2019, that they had where they won all these games against the bad competition. Jamal Adams had a lot to do with those wins, especially the defensive performance late in that year. So you had the bad feeling heading into the season. And ahead here on the Lockdown Jets podcast, I'm going to offer some thoughts on the season that was now that we are a couple months out of it. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at bet online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Locked On Jets Podcast on this Friday. And on today's show, I'm just offering some reflections on the year that was here on the podcast. As this is the final day we're going to be doing daily shows until the beginning of training camp. And reiterating, we're still going to do some shows, and I think we'll have some good episodes between now and training camp. But we're not going to be daily until we get into the summer and the Jets are practicing, preparing for the 2021 season. And it should be an exciting year. I think 2020 is the, pay, the price you had to pay to get to the excitement of 2021. And this was as difficult of, of a season for a Jets fan as you could possibly imagine when you talk about the team's struggles, how they made a serious run at going 0-16, something that has not happened that frequently in NFL history. When you talk about the way Sam Darnold, I'd say regressed. I don't think he was as good as he was as a rookie or a sophomore. You know, those first two years with Darnold, he may not have been great, but you could talk yourself into his performance based on some context, based on how poor the supporting cast was, based on his young age. You know, he was pretty young when he was drafted. It just all fell apart for him, him, though, this past year. And I think, you know, when you're talking about a quarterback – I view quarterbacks and coaches kind of the same way. They're both very important parts of an organization. And if nothing else, you want something that can make you believe in them. You Anything to grasp onto that you can say, that gives me hope for the future. The first two years you got it with Darnold, you did not get anything to hope for after year three. And the Jets, of course, moved on trading Darnold to Carolina and drafting Zach Wilson. And I mean, there was nothing that could ever make me hope in this particular coaching staff that the Jets had this, these past two years, it was just a recipe for disaster, what the Jets were putting what the Jets decided to put on the field in 2020. And, you know, looking back on this past season, I think one of the things that made it difficult, it wasn't just the team was losing, it wasn't just all the things I mentioned, the quarterback struggling, the hopelessness from week to week, the infamy of possibly going 0-16. It's that this comes across, this was kind of the cap of a decade period of futility for the Jets, where they have largely made all the wrong moves. There's been next to no success. Team has not made the playoffs. Only one winning season in the past decade, and that was a season where they blew their shot at the playoffs by losing to an inferior Buffalo team the last week of the season. Just a lot to be frustrated about. But you know, looking back on this year, There's one game that kind of sticks out in my mind, and that was the fourth game of the season. It was week four. It was against Denver. And the Jets had not played a competitive football game in the first three weeks. They looked totally unprepared against Buffalo. They looked horrible against San Francisco, a 49ers team that was decimated by injuries in that game, and whose defensive coordinator, Robert Sala, actually did a pretty good job working around all the injuries his team suffered. And then the game against the Colts, where they were, it was another no show. But game week four against the Broncos, they were playing a what was, what looked like a bad Broncos team. It was a short week, a long trip for Denver. One the Jets have painful memories on the reverse side of because you may remember, ten years ago, it was nine years ago at the time of the game. The Jets had to fly, had to make that long trip to Denver on a short week back in 2011, and got Tebowed. Denver was coming out to the Meadowlands, their third string quarterback, short week, long trip. That was a game tailor-made for the Jets to win. And the fact the Jets lost that game, it showed you this was not going to be your typical Jets 6-10 season. You know, this was not going to be 5-11. This was the kind of year that was going to be, you know, 2-14, 1-15, maybe even 0-16. And of course, the Jets did not finish 0-16. They ended up winning a couple of games in December, one against the Rams, one against the Browns team that pretty much had no wide receivers. And... It's a, it's interesting because it's the kind of year the Jets have actually avoided. Even in really bad Jets years, they've managed to sneak out a couple wins. You know, maybe late in the season, which I guess they did this year. But like, they they typical bad Jets years like something like five and eleven, six and ten, maybe four and twelve. They've bot they've never they've never really bottomed out and reached the very very bottom of the league. And maybe that's one of the reasons we got to this point. Maybe the Jets gave in the past years, even when they've been bad, gave the ownership, gave the front office, gave enough hope, enough false hope to believe that there did not need to be an enormous overhaul. And maybe that's what the Jets needed. Maybe the Jets needed a year like this. Now, of course, they did win those two games in December, which cost them Trevor Lawrence. Many people were upset about that. I mean, I'll be honest, I was a little disappointed. We'll see what happens, though. They did end up getting a very talented prospect in Zach Wilson. And look, it's not totally out of the realm of possibility that Zach Wilson has a better career than Trevor Lawrence. So there's something to be excited about moving forward. But this was just such a dismal year. And this was kind of the year where maybe the Jets finally hit rock bottom after years of, again, 5-11, and 4-12 of, you know, 2019 where they finished seven and nine. But in reality, even with those seven wins, you know, if you're looking at the roster, if you're looking at the performance, it was one of the worst teams in the league. The seven wins were a mirage. There were no mirages this year. Even with the two wins in December, you could tell that the Jets needed to make wholesale changes. And again, maybe that's what they needed because you had an owner who made a bad hire and admitted he made a bad hire. And maybe the fact the Jets were this bad, that there was no way you could talk yourself into continuing on this path that this coach had to go that it was probably the right move to to change quarterbacks, that, the entire, that there was nothing redeeming. You know, there may be a few players here or there, but there was no way that this path could continue. Maybe that's what the Jets needed, and it was painful. It was difficult to watch, and as I joked many times through the year, I felt like at points I watched the game so that you did not have to on the podcast. But we're finally through this now, and we could have a brighter future, and I'd like to, get, to finish the show on that note ahead here on the Locked On Jets podcast. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. These may be protein bars, but they taste like candy bars. They're delicious, they're covered in chocolate, they're soft, they're easy to chew, and they're healthy. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. If you go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15, it's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D, number one, number five for 15% off at Built Bar, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Friday, and I'm offering some reflections on the year that was as we've reached the final daily episode of Locked On Jets until training camp, although we will have episodes in the weeks ahead. You know, we got through the 2020 season. It was difficult to watch this team. 2-14, and 14, not competitive most weeks. But we reached the offseason, and now I think everybody feels excited about this team. I remember two years ago on our final daily episode, I talked about my frustration with the Jets through the year and how it finally felt like there was some sort of light at the end of the tunnel once they hired Joe Douglas. But the thing about that was you kind of had to wait two years because in classic Jets fashion, this is something the Jets have done constantly, is they, they put you on these parallel time frames. When they hired Joe Douglas, essentially, there wasn't a lot he could do for the first two years of his term. So you had to like wait for those two years to pass before he could really start building the team in his image. And it began with the hiring of Robert Sala. Now, anytime you have a rookie head coach, you never know how it's going to turn out. But I think you have to be excited about Sala. I remember the day Sala was hired, I said, this is what it's supposed to feel like. After the agony of the 2019 coaching search which led to the hiring of Adam Gase. Now you have a guy you can actually be excited about. Like there's this is a very subtle thing, but there's a difference between being hope, hoping your team's in the right direction and being confident your team's moving in the right direction. You know, I feel like for the Jets fans the last 2 years under Gase, you've been trying to talk yourself into it. Well, maybe if he's not this bad, maybe if he learns something here or there. You're you're talk, trying to talk yourself into it. Now you're going into it with some degree of confidence. And we'll see whether the confidence was justified or not. But this is a guy you can see a pathway to Robert Salah becoming a really good head coach in the NFL. And as I mentioned earlier, we got got an exciting young quarterback in Zach Wilson. And I understand fans are feeling a little bit hesitant to fully embrace a new quarterback because three years ago we just we did this all and it was supposed to be great with Sam Darnold. So after that did not work out. Fans may be a little hesitant to get too excited about their young quarterback, but Zach Wilson's got a lot of potential in this league, and the Jets have made a lot of good moves this offseason. They've improved the roster. Now, is you know is this a playoff team? No. Can you climb out of a decade of utility in one offseason? Well, probably not. It's probably going to take some time, but it feels like for the first time in quite a while, the Jets are really moving in the right direction. Now, again, long way to go. It's a long trip from two and fourteen to the Super Bowl. It's almost as long of a trip as Robert Salamade coming from San Francisco to New York. But after this agony, which we anticipated, after this awful season, this this brutal year, we've finally gotten to a point where the future seems bright for the New York Jets, and that's where we'll pick up when we return for training camp in twenty twenty one with a camp that's gonna be full of optimism, I think. Anyway, that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy the show, subscribe to it and leave it a good review. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'll be back next week with more Locked On Jets.